It's an ESPN Wisconsin takeover of Amber and Ian, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Amber and Ian both off tonight. I'm Gabe Neitzel, along with Mark Tauscher, as we fill in, and we're excited. We're both in the state of Wisconsin. Tauscher's in Madison. I'm in Milwaukee. Week four of the NFL season. It kicks off tonight, Packers-Lions, and... It still feels strange to say this, but we were in this position last year with the Green Bay Packers playing the Lions in the final game of the regular season. Packers, if they won, they would have gone to the postseason with Aaron Rodgers. So for the second straight game that these two teams have met, Tausch, I can say a big NFC North divisional matchup because these are the two teams that have wins in that division. The other two teams are 0-3. The Lions, excuse me, the the Bears, the Vikings, 0-3. But the Packers and Lions, at this point, the only team in the division that have wins so far this year. Yeah, I I think when you looked at how last season played out and the way Detroit came into Lambeau uh, in January with the Packers, all they needed to do, Sunday night football, win the game at home, and they're in the playoffs – and the fact that Detroit, without having anything to play for, came in and beat this football team, I think that kind of set waves like, all right, as far as the offseason goes, Detroit and Minnesota had a bunch of wins, but they were all one stop. And then you started seeing how the uns- uh, the offseason unfolded. A- Aaron Rodgers is traded. Green Bay decides to go very young and move to their new quarterback. Minnesota starts dumping a bunch of their players, their ve- some of their veterans, Dalvin Cook, uh, Kendricks, you start seeing it. And so everybody all off is saying, up, oh, it's going to be the Detroit Lions. And Detroit goes in, they beat Kansas City, have a tough loss. They're 2-1. and one. But the Green Bay Packers and everybody in the NFC North was excited when that trade was announced that Aaron Rodgers was leaving. And everybody was asking, well, you can't get a third straight Hall of Fame quarterback. And I'm not saying he's a Hall of Famer. But he has been very good. The expectations for where this team was going to be at, I think tonight is one of those games that as a Packer fan, you could say, wow, hey, maybe we don't have to rebuild. Maybe we can do this on the fly and win this division. And if you're Detroit, I firmly believe that tonight, this is one of those seminal moment games for this program. They're three years in to the Dan Campbell deal. They have all the pressure. I think they need to figure out a way to win tonight or there's going to be a ton of questions and the Green Bay Packers' confidence is going to continue to grow and grow and maybe that idea of the Lions having complete control of the NFC North, that's going to slide right away if they can't get it done tonight. It would appear that Joe Fortenbaugh on Carlin versus Joe earlier today agreed with you saying that tonight is a huge game for the Detroit Lions. If you send the message tonight and move them to 2-2 two and two, while you're sitting 3-1 and one with the win, you are in control of a division you were projected to be in control of. Lose this game tonight. Don't expect us to take you all that seriously until further notice because this is one of those measuring stick games for a team like Detroit. If the air is different, Carlin, if this truly is a different team, you go to Lambeau, you handle your business on Thursday night. And this is where it becomes at least interesting from the Lions side of things because when's the last time the Lions had expectations, Tausch? Uh, I can't recall. Yeah. Uh, I think it, it, probably with Barry Sanders, maybe in the mid-90s, they had went to an NFC championship game. That's uh, that's probably the last time that I can remember it. So this is a different 
I mean, Detroit last year, and the way they played in the second half of the season, like nobody can deny that they had kind of turned a page. But now they enter this year because of the uncertainty within the division that you just went through. They were expected to win this division. But now the Packers who are 2-1, and one, like this is a relatively big game for them, and the expectations lean towards Detroit. They are going on the road at Lambeau Field, and they are favored tonight. They are the favorite heading into the game tonight against the Green Bay Packers. And it's just a different line of expectations for the Detroit Lions, and I am curious, it's the next step that you have to take, right? Okay, we've changed the culture, we have a better culture now, we expect to win, but now how do you handle those expectations that you have internally and externally heading into a big divisional game? Yeah, Mike McCarthy, my old coach, used to always say it's not about handling adversity. Every team has to handle adversity. It's how can you handle success, And for the Detroit Lions, they have not had success. Even last year, which was by all accounts deemed a very successful season for Detroit, they didn't make the playoffs. They're 9-8. and Their expectations have changed, and now the psychology of NFL football is very, very important. If you have Pat Mahomes or if you have Joe Burrow or any of these elite top-tier Josh Allen – You can lose a few games, and everybody still is going to believe that, hey, we're going to be a playoff team. We're going to be there. We just got to get it figured out. Like Cincinnati, for example. In this case, Jared Goff has done a nice job. I think he's been better than what, obviously, what the L.A. Rams thought, or they went to dumped him and gave him picks and made gotten rid of him and made basically had to trade picks to get rid of that contract. Mm -hmm. Uh, So in this case, I think psychologically tonight, the Detroit Lions, I think they believe in what's going on. They believe in Dan Campbell. They believe they're tough. They train physical. They do all the right things. But tonight, it's we finally, there's no Aaron Rodgers. This is one of those games that I think they need to win. And I think they need to be very specific about how they win. I think they, they think that they're the more physical, tougher football team. And they're going to put that to the test. That's what Dan Campbell has built the Detroit Lions on, and that is what they're going to lean on tonight. And Green Bay can really stuff out their torch and I think really reset some of those thoughts if Green Bay can find a way to get it done tonight. Dan Orlovsky, ESPN NFL analyst, earlier today on Get Up. He was breaking down the game. Here are his keys for tonight's Packers-Lions matchup. So for Green Bay tonight, they're going to have to stop the most diverse run game in the NFL. Not only physical, Harry, but Detroit's run game. They have more types of runs than anybody in the league. Rashawn Gary's going to have to play huge. Against that defense, I think Musgrave, you kind of brought him up, is a huge storyline tonight because of his vertical speed and his separation speed. Jordan Love has gotten to the, the point rapport-wise with him that he, he really trusts his body language, and I think that's a big deal versus a defense that's going to play a lot of like match coverage. Ball's got to come out of your hands quickly. Well, I mean, the, the good news for Detroit is David Montgomery is indeed active tonight, so they'll have one of their running backs that'll be able to go after this Packers defense that just a couple of weeks ago sc- struggled against Bajon Robinson and the Atlanta Falcons on the ground. So that the ground game certainly has been a way, not just this year, but in years past, the teams have attacked the Packers on the ground. And that's a little worrisome for me as a Packers fan. Hearing Dan Orlovsky going, oh, this is the most dynamic running game in the NFL – That makes me a little nervous heading into the contest. Yeah, and I think if you look at how Green Bay has played defensively, uh, obviously Atlanta, I think they have a special tailback uh, with, you know, Bijon, Dijon. (laughs) And now you'll see Detroit went and got Gibbs. 
uh, out of Alabama. Mm-hmm. And he has kind of – they've kind of eased him in. I know Montgomery's going to play tonight, but how effective and how much is he going to be able to? I would guess that Detroit is going to give their young buck – Uh, A lot of opportunities to gash this defense. Uh, Matt LaFleur after that Atlanta game was shredded up front. That's going to be the key to this game because I think both teams are going to say, how can we get Goff and how can we get Jordan Love in a bunch of third and six plus? If we do that, we're going to have a ton of success on defense. So whoever can control the line of scrimmage and control the tempo of the football game through its run game is going to be the team that wins tonight. But on the flip side of things, if you're a Packers fan, you got to be feeling good about the return of Aaron Jones because he was a huge part in the Packers' opening season win. He's been out with a hamstring injury since then. Uh, some reports out there saying that maybe he won't be available for his full pitch count. But the thing about having a player like Aaron Jones, Tausch, is he doesn't need to be playing 25, 26 snaps. He just takes one play, and he can go 50, 60, 70 yards to the house. And we saw that in the Chicago opener that when he is in there, this offense was pretty dynamic and was able to move the football pretty consistently. Now, all be against what looks like a pretty bad Bears defense. So the test will be real tonight. Detroit is very good on the defensive side of the football. And I think Aaron Jones coming back from that injury is going to give Green Bay more options of doing things. He's a difference maker. It's just going to come down to how healthy is he, how much of a pitch count is he going to be on, because I think in order for Green Bay to win at home tonight, he's going to need to be the guy that he was against Chicago when he was healthy to play. Is that going to be a lot to ask coming off of a hammy in two weeks? It is, but that's what I think is going to be needed with this offense. Be a part of the Amber and Ian Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Give us a call, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper the ones fans deserve. Wisconsin, it's just the center of the sporting universe. Not only are the Packers and Lions playing tonight, but a superstar has landed in Milwaukee. We're going to talk about it all coming up next. It's Amber and Ian, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, and Sirius XM Channel 80. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. They're the favorites to do so after landing Dame Lillard yesterday. Of course, the Milwaukee Bucks. This is Amber and Ian, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80. You can always hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Along with Packers Hall of Famer Mark Tauscher, I am Gabe Neitzel. 
Wisconsin's just the center of the sporting universe. Everyone's just going to have to get used to it for these few days because the Packers are playing on Thursday Night Football. The Bucks have pulled off one of the biggest trades in the NBA as they get a top 75 all-time player to pair with their top 75 all-time player. Dame coming to Milwaukee with Giannis and the city just buzzing. By the way, the Bucks wasting zero time in terms of getting those Dame Lillard jerseys out today, I had an email in my inbox this morning, Tausch, a media announcement from the Bucks saying Uh-oh. that they were unveiling the jerseys this morning at 11.30 a.m. Central Time, and they've been flying off the shelves. They only made a limited amount. They were selling them in the Team Pro Shop at Pfizer Forum here in Milwaukee, but people are going crazy with Dame Dalla coming to Milwaukee, and that is something that you called for way back in April on your ESPN Wisconsin show. Yeah, I'm assuming we have that audio from six months. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, no, so, it, Gabe, we always know that Wisconsin is the center of the sports universe. For us, it always is. But it's been fun to watch. I, you didn't even mention Wisconsin women's volleyball team's number one. Number one I in the digress. country. Yeah. Uh, 12-0 to start the season. Yeah, it's humming along. It, but this is, I think, one of those, you know, it always feels like, and we have an inferiority complex uh, about losing Giannis. Oh, why would he stay? Everybody, it seems like the national media is always coming and saying, he's going to go to Golden State. Miami's going to get him. Chicago's going to get him. And I just felt like yesterday, when you saw the New York Times quotes from Giannis a couple weeks ago, in saying he's a winner, you know, he's loved his time with the Bucks. It was, it was basically leading on like, hey, if this thing doesn't get better... I'm out. Uh, and this move feels like solidified the Bucks franchise with Giannis, at least for the next four or five years. Now, he still has to sign that max, the super max extension and everything else. But to be able to pull this off when Dalla Dame had said he only wants to go to Miami and for John Horst, the general manager, to figure this out and to find a way to get him when you saw Giannis pick him first in the All-Star draft, last year all of those things it just I think it we all kind of took a deep breath and said let's enjoy the heck out of this because as Big Perk just said we are the favorites the Milwaukee Bucks are the odds-on favorite to win the NBA championship and we should embrace and love that well, that's the sentiment going around. Jen Latta, who is the co-host on my show here locally in Milwaukee, Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Of course, you could catch her on College Game Day as well. Make sure you're watching for her story coming up on Saturday. She was on Unsportsmanlike this morning, and she said it's championship or bust for the Bucks. I think it's championship or bust for the Bucks, regardless of if they get Dame Lillard, wow. because of what Giannis has said. You know, the new ownership thing, I think, is such an interesting variable for the Milwaukee Bucks because, you know, the Haslams haven't had a ton of success. And let's just look specifically at the NFL, right? And so you bring a new owner in, and I'm sure Giannis is going, do you care about winning or do you care about padding your pockets and making money? And so Giannis is saying... We expect to win another title, and I think that this makes Giannis feel more confident that the ownership is in lockstep with him in that space. Yeah, the two things that changed big with the Bucks this offseason was they got a new head coach. So I think when Giannis made these comments this offseason, okay, let's see how Adrian Griffin does as the head coach. And then you have Jimmy and D. Haslam coming in, Tausch, who don't have a great history of winning. 
with the Cleveland Browns, and they take over you know, Mark Lazary's ownership parts of the Milwaukee Bucks. And Mark Lazary had shown that he was willing to go into repeater tax and spend money the way you have to in the NBA. And by taking on the large contract of Damian Lillard, this just sends the huge message, not only do we want to win this year, but we're willing to take on money in the future to make sure we've got multiple opportunities over the next three or four seasons to win a championship because these two paired together are going to be a nightmare for any NBA defense to try to figure out how to stop. Yeah, and and if you see how Milwaukee got knocked out, uh, it was you needed more dynamic scoring. That's what Dame Lillard's all about. And when you so you bring him in and you go through all of the spending and the Bucks organization under this ownership group has shown that they're going to do it. Anytime you make a change, I think there's that uncertainty. It's nice to have the certainty back, and I, I thought that that was a big component to this, but I really think this is all what everybody is doing whenever you're talking about changing coaches, trading players. It's all about how do we keep Giannis Antetokounmpo because that is everything to us. That's everything to the Milwaukee Bucks, the impact that he's had and the championship that he brought, and now – it felt like it was kind of that dividing time because Drew Holiday, while while Dame is the same age, Middleton's getting a little older. It felt like this run needed to kind of – it was going to come to an end. And now with Dame coming in with the super max that he signed, you got four or five more years. It feels like there's another window that's opened with Giannis as long as he's willing to sign and stay. We all feel great about that now. And let's see this thing play out. Yeah, it's – it's very similar to when the Bucks acquired Drew Holiday. They were having the conversations with Giannis, trying to figure a way to get over the hump. They trade for Drew Holiday, they win a championship. And Drew is certainly going to be missed. And Drew Holiday is going to be a hot commodity on the trade market, I believe, just because he's not staying in Portland. Like the, the, the Blazers are going to be looking to get something in return. They're rebuilding. They've got young guards there. They're not going to want Drew Holiday. And I'm sure Drew Holiday, who has talked about retirement, by the way, is going to be looking for a place to compete for a championship as well. But as good as Drew Holiday was for the Milwaukee Bucks, anytime you've got a chance to acquire that future Hall of Famer that Damian Lillard is, you got to do it if you're the Bucks. And Giannis knows what the pressure is. The organization knows what the pressure is to have that championship or bust mentality. And when you have potentially the best duo in the NBA in Dame and Giannis, that's what that pressure is. Because I mean, it's not just Jen saying it. It's not just us saying it. It's Vegas saying it as well. The Bucks are the favorite to win the championship. And when you have two generational talents like that, two future Hall of Famers, championship or bust is part of the pressure. That's just what goes along with it when you make a big-time move like the Bucks did yesterday. No question about it. And that's, uh, you know, it's, I think small market teams are chomping to have that pressure. Every small market team. If you're not the Lakers... If you're not uh, you know, the Miami Heat, Dallas, any of these teams, you're always going to push to be in this position. This is a privilege from a small market team standpoint to have these superstars and have this opportunity to win a championship. And try to translate it over to the NFL. I mean, the, the Bucks don't have like control, I don't think, of any of their first-round picks until 2030 at this point between pick swaps and straight-up trades with the different moves that they've made over the course of uh, pursuing championships. If you're a small market team, I think that's what you got to do when you have that talent like Giannis. Giannis, I mean, the, the Bucks 
had gone 50 years between NBA championships when they won theirs two years ago back in 2021. 50 years. But that's how long it had been since generation. They had Kareem when they won that one. They had Giannis when they won this one. And when you're a small market team, you are doing everything in your power. At least you should be to try to make that superstar player happy. It's not what's happened everywhere. Certainly, you take a look at what, you know, with, with Anthony Davis down in New Orleans, the way he was able to manip- manipulate his way out of there and end up in Los Angeles. And it didn't even happen. I mean, Portland tried for years and years and years. They kept him for years and years and years trying to find a way to win a championship. Finally, they had to blow it up. So when you have that guy that you can build everything around like Giannis, man, you got you got to take that big swing. And if you end up being bad in 2029 or 2030, who cares? Because you're going to try to collect as many Larry O's as possible in the next four, five, six seasons. Yep. it's You go all in. You do everything you can. And then you rebuild and reload. And you said it 50 years. It, sh- it shouldn't be another 50. I think you have to get one with Dame and Without with Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And I think that's the, the organizational's goal. And I think that helps keep Giannis in Milwaukee. Hopefully that quiets down Giannis' talk going elsewhere. Coming up next, we bring in our resident GM to help break down week four of the NFL on ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's Amber and Ian, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented as always by Progressive Insurance. I'm Gabe Knight, so along with Mark Tauscher, as we fill in for Amber and Ian tonight, and we welcome in ESPN NFL front office insider Mike Tannenbaum to help us break down all the big storylines as we begin week four in the NFL officially tonight. So let's begin there. And Jordan Love, who has the Packers at 2-1, and one. when you have a quarterback that has come in and had this type of success that Jordan Love has had, what are you thinking as a general manager, Mike? Yeah, well, they deserve a lot of credit. And this decision to me was made in March and validated starting in August. And, you know, they didn't see a contingent of Packers go out and try to talk Aaron Rodgers coming back. I think they were very confident in what they had in Jordan Love. And to me, he looks poised. He looks accurate. And they hopefully have their quarterback now for, you know, years to come. And a lot of credit. You know, we forget that, you know, the quarterback position is a developmental position. Mike, when when you start kind of digging through this, and it's been a small sample size, but you, instead of doing the fifth-year option, they end up kind of giving a bridge two-year deal. When do you as a front office guy start? You know you've seen enough that you say, I want this guy to be signed up long-term. Where would you be at in that process with Jordan Love right now? Yeah, probably a month ago. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't think it could be too soon. I mean – Guys, like we, we've seen this offseason, just going back to 
Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts and then Justin Herbert and then Joe Burrow was the highest paid quarterback for 10 minutes. Now Patrick Mahomes, not saying that's where Jordan Love will be, but point being is like this market's only going to continue to go up. And if I was Green Bay, he's a high character kid. He's gotten better. He can make all the throws. He made some really clutch plays, including that two point play a week ago against the Saints. So uh, I'm good to go. ESPN NFL analyst Mike Tannenbaum joins us here on Amber and Ian, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Gabe Neitzel, Mark Tauscher, filling in here on Amber and Ian. On the other side for Detroit, I, I still don't think they are getting enough respect for what they've been able to do there because that has been a franchise that's been a laughingstock in the NFL for such a long time. How hard is it to go in there and really change the culture the way the leadership has been able to over the last two seasons? Yeah, I had the fortune of uh, hiring uh, Coach Campbell in uh, Miami. He did a great job for us as the interim coach, and uh, he has great leadership, and I'm not surprised by the success they're having. He's uh, an innate leader. They've done a great job, and I just expect them to keep building on what they've done. All right, some of the other matchups this weekend. The one I'm really intrigued about, the high-flying Dolphins. You obviously know them well. Heading into Buffalo, what are you looking for? Can anybody slow down this Dolphins offense? And is this a big, from a Bills standpoint, of saying, yeah, don't forget about us, too? Yeah, I actually think the key of this game is going to be um, can Buffalo stop Miami's run? Like, when you look at some of the explosive plays that uh, Miami's had over the last couple of weeks, it's been their run game, and it just shows you how good they've been. And because of that, um, it's allowed them to really take advantage of the defense, and I think what Buffalo is going to try to do is try to stop the run with four, and then play zone behind. Miami leads the league with about seventy percent of their snaps in motion, and if you play zone behind there, that's hopefully a way for them to try to make things easier on the back end. Because we saw last week that they have a really struggle both you know defending the run and the pass. ESPN NFL analyst Mike Tannenbaum joins us. Amber and Ian, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Gabe Nigel, Mark Tauscher. In for Amber and Ian tonight, an- another matchup that's intriguing. Ravens traveling to Cleveland to take on the Browns. First place in the AFC North is on the line. Have you ever seen, Mike, in all your years of football, a team have two blockers travel with Miles Garrett the way that it happened in the game this past weekend? Because he goes from one side of the defense to the other, and the Titans end up having to take a timeout to avoid a, a, a delay of game penalty. I've never seen the offense get dictated the way they did with what Miles Garrett was doing to the Titans. Yeah, guys, that was crazy. That was unbelievable. I don't think I've ever seen that. And, um, you know, look, Andre Diller struggled, but, you know, Miles Garrett is uh, just playing incredible, you know, I would say Micah Parsons would probably be the defensive player of the year, but Miles Garrett has to be a very close second, and uh, he makes everybody on that defensive line better. And credit to Jim Schwartz, that, that defense is playing exceptional. And uh, this is a game to me that uh, Lamar Jackson is going to have to make some plays because um, Cleveland's been that dominant on defense, and it may be with his arm and maybe with his legs, but he's going to have to make some, I think, one-on-one plays for them to be successful. Uh, speaking of things we haven't seen very often – uh, Denver th- given up 70 last week. They're heading into Chicago in what has to be both teams thinking, maybe this is our shot at getting a w- one win. Uh, what would you do in both cases with teams that are struggling to this point? The Bears look like the worst team in the NFL. What do you do as a front office guy when you see a team that's kind of imploding right before your eyes? 
Yeah, you have to make sure that, you know, the players that are going to be there, you got to hold them accountable. Uh, no, knowing Sean Payne the way I do, he, he is not going to uh, just sit there with Denver's defense and allow that to be acceptable. I expect Denver to come out, play with a much better tempo, um, much better fundamentals. They didn't tackle well last week. And I think for Chicago, likewise, like make changes, bench players, you know, poorly Chase Claypool was close to getting benched and um, you got to play, play the players that give you the best chance to win. And hard to say this even in, you know, late September here, guys, but the loser of this game probably has the inside track for, you know, Caleb Williams. Talking with Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL analyst here on Amber and Ian Gabe Nigel, Mark Tauscher filling in tonight on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. I feel like we've we've pushed it off long enough when it comes to the New York Jets and Zach Wilson. How much patience can they actually have with him as this season continues to progress? Yeah, I, I did the game last week with uh, Steve Levy, and I would have benched him in that game. Um, you know, we just talked about holding players accountable and, and standards and. It, it's not good enough. Um, he, he's not playing well enough. He's not seeing it fast enough. And um, I think the more you put him out there, the more you can lose the locker room. Your players know in our league that they're going to be held accountable. And um, he's not playing good enough. And, you know, not saying Tim Boyle's the answer, but at some point you got to think about giving him a shot. They just added Trevor Simeon. And, you know, maybe they're going to try to get him on the field. But um, obviously, uh, like everyone else, just very disappointed in how he's playing. Mike, I texted you the other day when you were on Get Up, and it was, you know, the Vikings were 0-2 at that point. Now they're 0-3. They have a chance to be 0-4. They decided not to extend Kirk Cousins. If you're the Jets GM, is it this season's gone? I'm not going to even bother because that was kind of the report that you heard coming out. But don't you make a call and see if you believe that your defense is as good as it is and you just said the quarterback play is not good enough. Why not dabble and see if the Vikings are interested in sending Kirk Cousins over? I think you're right. I think you got to scour. you got to consider all options. Um, I'm hard-pressed to think why you wouldn't at least look into it. So I, I totally agree with you. Um, you know, look, Kirk may graduate in a year and, and Minnesota get nothing more than a compensatory pick. So if I'm them, that's something i got to strongly consider. And if I'm the Jets, like, before it's too late, Kirk Cousins would be a massive upgrade for them. Mike, we certainly appreciate the time. Hope you enjoy week four of the NFL season. Okay, guys. Thanks so much. All right, Gabe, I, at the ending there, it, I'm just – why wouldn't you? If you're the New York Jets, you have Aaron Rodgers. It is a one-year bridge. Yep. Aaron, unfortunately, you had all these championship aspirations. And for as much grief as Kirk Cousins gets, he's been a pretty doggone good quarterback. And – you want to get this team rebooted? This season's lost if you don't do anything. Do you want to just say, all right, it's uh, Aaron got hurt, it's over, or go and make a big move? Go do it. If you're Jets fans, Joe Namath is saying you stink. Quarterback can't play. Your locker room's telling you that last year. They had free, what was it, Mike White T-shirts yes. on in the plane. If you're going to do all that, you want to reboot? Go, throw a sprinkler at the Minnesota Vikings and say, hey, you're rebuilding. You know you are. You're done. Here's a sprinkler. Let's get Kirk Cousins over. Why not do it? It just makes way too much sense. The more and more you think about it, because, yeah, you're, you're just waiting for that one year, and you know what? Maybe if Aaron has any sort of complications from the surgery, trying to recover as a 40-year-old from Achilles surgery, then you can still keep Kirk Cousins around. Like It just makes way too much sense. You had pushed all your chips in the middle, or at least you thought you did, when you acquired Aaron Rodgers. 
for the New York Jets because you haven't been in the playoffs in forever. You and you didn't need. You didn't even, you know, necessarily go, oh, we're and we're getting 2020 MVP Aaron Rodgers. You didn't even need that to be a competitive team in the AFC. That's how good that defense is. That's how good some of the weapons are. So if you get Kirk Cousins in there, you can save this season. You can still be a relevant team in the AFC, and you can still push those chips to the middle of the table. It, it Again, it helps bridge that gap, and Aaron Rodgers is still there. It, it makes way too much sense, which yeah, is probably I- why it's not going to happen. Yeah, I just I think Minnesota. I understand Minnesota if they're you know two and two, and you don't want to take that. But if you're zero and four, zero and five, and let's say the Jets win one of these next two, and they're two and three, uh, all of a sudden it's looking we're not. They didn't extend him. They can't keep him. They're going to go and draft a young quarterback. They're resetting. Get out there, dump him. You can get rid. You can start moving that salary cap hit down the road, and it just makes a ton of sense. If I'm the Jets, as Mike just said. You're scouring. That is your best available option. And I'm guessing, too, San Francisco, I thought, you know, had Purdy's elbow not uh, been rehabilitated and him playing, I guarantee you John Lynch and uh, Kyle Shanahan would be making that call. If you want to salvage this season, the New York Jets have to do this. You can hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Triple eight say ESPN one eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Because right now we want to ask you on that Dr. Pepper call in line, which fan base do you feel the sorriest for after three weeks of the NFL season heading into week four? And look, there are a lot of teams that you can feel sorry for right now. You can join that conversation coming up next. Amber and Ian, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Series XM, Channel eighty. Everyone's got expectations heading into the football season. Three weeks in, there are some teams that have lost those expectations. And we're talking about some of those teams right now. On Amory and ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80. He's Mark Tauscher. I'm Gabe Neitzel. As we fill in for Amber and Ian. So, Tausch, as we sit here, week four about to kick off in about a half an hour, Packers-Lions. That's going to be a good game. Both teams are 2-1. and one. I don't think anybody's feeling bad for their fan bases. No. Especially the Packers and the way Jordan Love has been playing. Which fan base do you feel sorriest for after oh. three weeks of the NFL season? Yeah, it's very simple for me. It's a, a team I have a ton of respect for, and you look back, you know, battles with Brian Urlacher and Lance Briggs and the great defenses. Uh, the Chicago Bears, a proud franchise, always built on great defenses, can't find a quarterback. It's been that way basically for 100 years. I don't remember who was the quarterback they always talk about. Is it Sid Luckman, uh, they have somebody that they always are talking about. I don't remember who it is. But the fact that they had the – I think we forget that they were the worst team in the league last year yeah. because they traded that pick. and Everybody, they didn't, they didn't you know, go and grab a quarterback. They believed in Justin Fields, and they were of the belief that, up, oh, it's all going to get turned around. This they is the year. They million got, in cap space. All, all that stuff. stuff. And – now they got draft picks and they get DJ, you know, they they get go get all this talent. And now you look at where they're at. Their fans are asking, "Will you please turn Bears games off in our market?" There was a report that I just saw they basically said, "Will you please put a different game on? I don't want to watch this." And you're 3 weeks in to the season. You don't know what you have. You feel like you're outcoached. You don't feel like you have any talent uh, around Justin Fields, and then Justin Fields, is. there's a ton of questions about that. They haven't won a game, I think, in around a calendar year. It's been a while. Uh-huh. So I don't know how you could feel worse for any other. 
I don't know who you could possibly feel worse for, but it's an easy answer for me. It's the Chicago Bears. Well, as a Packers fan, I'm never going to feel sorry for the Bears. So, you know, you make a great case there, Tausch, but I just don't have it in me to have that sympathy for the Bears. So I go to a team that the last two off-seasons probably felt like they made some of the biggest acquisitions they possibly could make. Two years ago, they'd been missing a quarterback. They felt like their defense was good. They had young, exciting, fun-wide receivers. So they go out and they trade a boatload of players and some picks for Russell Wilson. And it goes sideways. And it goes sideways quickly. And there were many stories written about how things did not go well for the Denver Broncos a season ago, and a lot of that got blamed on Nathaniel Hackett, a first-time NFL head coach. So they go out, and they end up with the best name they could have possibly ended up with as their head coach. They go out, and they get a Super Bowl-winning head coach in Sean Payton. Oh, Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, this combination is going to be unstoppable. And then they did the unthinkable. I didn't realize it was possible to have 70 points scored against you in an NFL game, Tausch. How, how, you, that's more embarrassing than anything that happened last year under, Nathan, under Hackett. 70 points in a pro football game? This isn't Alabama versus the Citadel. Uh, this is two professional is. teams. Yeah, it, that's, it's embarrassing. And the fact that they called off the dogs. Well, they could have scored more. Yeah, It could have been a lot worse than what it was. And I know Miami's got an explosive offense. They're going to put up a lot of points on a lot of people. But it's it's got to be very humbling. And you saw some of the spillage from Garrett Bowles, some of their uh, you know, offensive linemen. It is embarrassing. And the thing that you, you need to bounce back, that's a game, you know, as Mike T just said, that Bears game versus Denver, there's a good chance. And there's always the you start losing and you start looking ahead. What could we do? Well, Caleb Williams is probably one of, since Andrew Luck, probably the one of the top prospects we've mm-hmm. seen. Then it gets really difficult because now your organization, you're looking at it and saying, I'm never going to tell our players to not win, but how can we limit what they're, they're already <laughs> losing? How can we have them lose more? Because you don't want to give up that opportunity to get a tr- uh, transformative player. So I wouldn't want to be in any of those locker rooms, but I still think where Chicago, where Chicago is, I think is even worse than where Denver is. Triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six is how you can join this conversation. Which fan base do you feel the sorriest for after three weeks of the NFL season? We go out to Caleb in Utah. Caleb, you're up first on Amber and Ian, ESPN Radio. Gabe Nigel, Mark Tauscher filling in. Hey, so there's four teams at 0-3, Minnesota, Carolina, Denver, Chicago. I don't really feel any pain for them. Who I feel the worst of is the team that's around Zach Wilson and the Jets. Oh, my goodness. There was a post from my friend Nick Suarez. He said the following this morning after he saw me pick Kansas City over his beloved New York Jets. If you're not with him at 1-2, and don't be with him at 15-2. and He showed glimpses of brilliance this past week. Next week, a new era begins. Hashtag Super Bowl. Hashtag he will deliver. Oh, boy. Now, I'm a 49er fan. 
So I'm nobody's also, feeling sorry for you, Caleb. Nobody, nobody's feeling sorry for you. That's that's a pretty good team. Let me let me go let me go ahead and also say this. I I'm also a Green Bay Packer fan, and I don't you know I don't feel bad about the Chicago base either. But yeah, um, I don't know what my friend Nick Suarez is on, but he's got to get he's got to take some medicine for that real quick. Yeah, I, I we appreciate the call, Caleb. I go back and forth if I feel bad for the Jets fans just because of like how overboard they went in celebrating the Aaron Rodgers acquisition. And look, I felt bad for Greeny and the, the pictures that his wife decided to put out on X, formerly Twitter, of him in the backwards hat just like blankly staring forward after Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles, four snaps in. I certainly felt a little bad for Greeny in that moment. But Jets fans were just so loud and boisterous about the Aaron Rodgers acquisition. I, I don't know how, how sorry I feel for them right now. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think they still have, well, maybe next year. Because sure. Aaron Rodgers will be back. It's yep. it's a disappointment. They haven't been to a playoff in over a decade. So I can understand that. But there is that delusion. The Jets fans still maybe have that delusion if his friend is talking about that. It has to be in jest, I'm assuming, that they're going to go 15-2. They're not going to beat Kansas City. Uh, the idea of just having no hope, that's what makes you feel sad for a franchise. No hope. That's where Chicago's at. Uh, the Jets have hope because they still, oh, next year. I think the Bears fans are saying, tear this down again and reset it again. I guess the hope for them is they hold the first-round pick for the Carolina Panthers. So if the Panthers are bad enough and they're bad enough, maybe they have the top two picks in the draft. Okay. Which is, again, that's that's not hope, but that's what the future could potentially hold if you're the Chicago Bears. Like you said, which is a proud, proud franchise. It's And they had expectations because Aaron Rodgers was gone. They had expectations. And that ended quickly after their week one loss to the Green Bay Packers. Coming up next year on Amber and Ian, we're going to try to help put some money in your pockets. A little bit of advice coming up next. Amber and Ian, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.